You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you today? I'm swell. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm making it, I guess we can say. Matt, we are <laughs> nearly done with our team-by-team uh, team previews, reviews, whatever you want to call them. Our, mm-hmm. our look, deep dive into every single NFL team. We are now up to the losers of last weekend's games. They made the conference championships, uh, but did not make the Super Bowl. Today we're talking Packers, and we are talking Buffalo Bills. Let's start in the NFC with the Green Bay Packers, and, and obviously one of their uh, one of their better seasons. They were the top seed in the NFC. Couldn't get it done on Sunday. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about the. The decision to take the field goal late in the game. We talked about Aaron Rodgers and uh, potentially moving on. Neither one of us really thought anything would come of that. And if you look at their salary cap situation, uh, to me, that makes, I don't know, a trade of Aaron Rodgers even more unlikely. So we won't spend too much time on the quarterback situation uh, today, but they've got questions uh, really everywhere else. Uh, when it comes to those offensive skill positions. And I think it has to start at the running back position. Both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams drafted in 2017 are set to hit free agency. Uh, that leaves A.J. Dillon as as really the, the main back that is under contract right now. And it seems like everybody is in agreement that they're not re-signing Aaron Jones to this big dollar, this big money deal that he's going to want. Do you agree with that as well? Uh, before we get there, I want to throw one note out on the quarterbacks. And I'm with you. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Packer, and maybe they'll bump up his salary or whatever. I'm not so sure Jordan Love will be a Packer, though. You know, I mean, there's going to be so much quarterback movement around the league. I, I did something on Peacock and Williamson this week about I, I guessed I, my best educated guess of who all the starting quarterbacks will be when the season started. And I had Washington kind of in quarterbacks, no man's land and had mm-hmm. them signing Cam Newton and trading for Jordan love. Like by no means is that destined to happen, but it was just the way I kind of laid it out. So I think there's a chance he goes elsewhere, which might boost his stock as for Jones. The more I think about it and the construction of this team and their needs and the amount of space they have to spend, which isn't much. I don't think Jones will be back, but you mean your one game short. Could you let Williams go franchise Jones, run him into the ground and give it a shot? I still think that's a possibility. Yeah, I do too. And it seems like that hasn't been talked about too much. Yeah. I have, I have been thinking, uh, thinking a lot about the Aaron Jones situation because I think he's a key player this off season the dynasty managers need to make a decision on and, and probably the sooner, the better. Do you see it? If he let's, let's assume he moves on, they don't tag him. They don't give him this new deal. He moves on and, and finds uh, a big contract elsewhere. What, what does that do to his dynasty value? In, in some ways, I think the Packers offense is 
obviously one of the best in the league and uh, almost anywhere he goes, anywhere else he would go would be a downgrade. But then I also think back to all those weeks that we were so frustrated seeing Jamal Williams eat into his, uh, eat into his usage. Um, Maybe, maybe AJ Dillon starts to eat into his workload as well. uh, Moving forward. If, if both were to stay, uh, so I don't, I don't know. I can't decide what I expect out of, out of Aaron Jones specifically, if, if moving on would be a good thing or a bad thing for his dynasty value. Yeah, it's a good question because, you know, it, him in a nutshell, how many situations could you come up with at first, the team would pay him what he's after maybe Miami, you know, uh, Atlanta. I mean, that would be a good landing spots for him. What if Seattle let Carson go and they brought him in? I mean, I'm I'm not saying any of those are possible. They may spend their money elsewhere. We know a lot of teams don't want to spend on backs, but there aren't many landing spots where you'd say, oh, that's a lateral or not so detrimental move. Um, I got to think if he returns, no matter what to me, Dylan's role is going to expand. But I also think Rodgers has become pretty darn happy throwing to a back and the combination of Dylan and Williams is not all that pass friendly. Right. That's, that's the other thing. Uh, obviously Williams is going to be a lot easier to retain yeah. than Aaron Jones, but, but I agree neither Williams nor AJ Dylan, they can't fill the pass catching role of, of Aaron Jones, even, even combined, they couldn't. So whether that means they would bring in a third guy, or maybe that just means the Dylan Williams combo is, is not very likely. Um, ultimately with this, the uncertainty of this backfield, I, I do think it's more likely than not that, that Jones is gone. Uh, are you buying Aaron Jones or selling? And what about AJ Dillon buying or selling? I think you got to buy Dillon. Yeah. Um, I didn't love him coming out of school, but what we've seen him at the NFL level has been pretty impressive and it really fits the LaFleur, Derek Henry mold. And you could see what they saw in him, obviously. I don't know if Jamal Williams careers over either, by the way, like I've been lobbying, let James Conner go bring Jamal Williams in and draft the back here in Pittsburgh, you know, something like that, some cheap move or back up uh, Montgomery in Chicago or whatever. I don't know what to do with Jones. Uh, basically my answer to your question was dance around the question and don't answer the Jones <laughs> question the best I could. That, uh, I'm okay with that. It, it is a tough situation. <laughs> uh, I would be selling Aaron Jones right now. Uh, okay. Kind of going back to what you said, I, I just don't see enough, uh, I don't see very many situations that would be viewed as an upgrade for him uh, away from this this Packers offense. I'm probably buying AJ Dillon right now, but I I could see. I mean, we're already seeing his value spike in both ADP and um, actual trades going down in dynasty leagues. So that's probably one I would shift on very quickly as his value continues to rise. Yeah, good call. Uh, if, if he's pricey, I'm not buying. Right, right. Uh, I, he's already he's he's going to cost you a, a late first minimum, I think. So that's yeah, think that's so. already where the value is, and like I said, I do expect it to go up uh, at least a little bit more. Uh, wide receiver, pretty similar situation to where we were sitting a year ago. Devonte Adams, uh, MVS, both under contract, uh, I believe, for one more season. Uh, so we're we're probably looking at a a contract extension for Devonte Adams soon, you would think. 
Uh, Alan Lazard is a free agent, but he's going to be uh, easy to keep and, and expect him to be back. Same thing at tight end for Robert uh, Tunyon. He is an RFA, so uh, likely that he's back as well. I mean, they've they've got to draft or, or sign a wide receiver this time, right? Surely. I would think. I mean, I bet their first round picks a wide out. I mean, it's a right. good receiver draft. I think that would be logical. Yeah, nearly every mock draft you look at, and and there's plenty out there to check out. Uh, nearly every one of those does have the Packers taking a wide receiver with the 29th pick in the first round. Uh, I, I said maybe they sign a wide receiver. I know there have been uh, a lot of Packer fans hoping for Allen Robinson or Chris Godwin, one of these big names. The Packers are $28 million over the cap right now, so they've mm-hmm. got some work to do uh, before they can make a big splash in free agency. Uh, ultimately, I don't know. You, you Are you buying anybody else on this offense outside of that running back position? Uh, of course, Devonta Adams is uh, probably the wide receiver one in Dynasty right now, at least a top two or three guy, even if you are worried about age. Robert Tanyan might Tanyan might be interesting, and I don't think his price has probably gone up as much as it should have. Yeah, I was always a Sternberger guy, and I've been hanging yeah. on to him forever. Um, and I was very reluctant, maybe because of my Sternberger love, to be honest, that uh, I wouldn't buy in on Tanyan. I brushed him off all year long. Ah, he'll go away. He's not that good. I never gave right. him the credit he deserved. He's pretty athletic, and I think he's here for to stay. If people looked at him like I did as soon, you know, as recently as a couple of weeks ago, uh, I someone could have pried Tanyan away from me pretty darn cheap. I would now be the one trying to pry him away. I, I think he's a uh, every week starting, you know, starting type tight end. Yeah, I'm I'm the exact same way. Uh, still have a little Jay Sternberger love, but mm-hmm. uh, we we might have to wait on that one, as we do on so many of these young tight ends. Matt, when we come back, we will talk about the Buffalo Bills. You are one of a kind, and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs or uh, maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process to <laughs> to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe or just do something else. Uh, whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let experts do the filing for you, TurboTax Live Tax Experts are here to help, giving you the confidence you know that is one of a kind uniquely. You, you, you taxes are done right. Intuit TurboTax Live. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Um, a lot of people do that for the new year or, you know, you've been cooped up with this COVID stuff. So you want to get uh, in shape and spend more time uh, at home. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. The EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. Uh, it's, it's the bike for competitors at heart. 
Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is available for everyone. And one membership, one membership lets you uh, lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on, all one word. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. Get more out of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the daily, the biggest daily stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. You know, as I was looking over this roster, both the, the current roster and, and looking ahead to next season, I was kind of reminded of our conversation from yesterday with the Cleveland Browns. We, we looked at that team and uh, very few free agents, at least on the, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, basically bringing everyone back and, and looks to be uh, be able to run it back. That's kind of what I feel with Buffalo here as well. Um, all all the key players are signed uh, not only for next season, but at least through the next two seasons, including quarterback Josh Allen, both running backs, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. Uh, we're looking at four key wideouts who saw, saw big playing time this year. Obviously, Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown and the rookie Gabriel Davis, and then tight end Dawson Knox. All of those guys back next year. Uh, they do probably need to figure out a contract extension for Josh Allen soon, and and he's going to break the bank. But uh, this this feels like a team, especially being able to retain Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator. It feels like they're just going to do the same thing again next year. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean. I'm not even sure. I bet their first round picks a corner or a pass rusher. Uh, I don't think they'll be real active to add to this group. I think they're probably content enough with their running backs. Maybe they would add a little offensive line help, but that's not a bad group. You know, you mentioned Dayball coming back. I think that's gigantic. And I think their big project also, as you mentioned, is get that Allen extension set up. And so you're, you know, even more stable going forward. But they're in a good spot. This is a really good offense, obviously. Um, I have to think, though, they got to uh, – in their offseason plans, I would think that their percentage of run versus pass has to go up a little bit, that they're going to have to run the ball a little bit more. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to ask you about. Of course, we we think about that as such, such a successful offense after this past season and um, the, the huge – a uh, huge part of that is, is thanks to Josh Allen and, and Stefan Diggs. But the running game out, outside of Josh Allen was not that good. Uh, Zach Moss was was just okay. Devin Singletary, I think, took a step back from what we had seen from him. Uh, I wonder if, if this is a team that uh, – I don't, I don't think they even have to move on from either of those guys. They're both – uh, both still young and under cheap contracts, but I wonder if they bring in a veteran free agent or if they uh, maybe they do use that that first round pick, which will be 30th 
uh, 30th overall on a running back. What, what do you think? I mean, Najee Harris in that offense. What about Aaron Jones in that offense? Uh, they don't have much cap space, but they are projected to be under the cap. And that's better uh, than most teams, right? That they're in better shape than most. And, uh, I mean, to me, if you've got a million in cap space, which is where they are now, they can, they can make the room for someone like Aaron Jones. So yeah, yeah, that, that would be, that would be fun. That would be real fun. I mean, I never would have put that connection together if we hadn't done these two teams on the same podcast, but they just made a big move last year for digs. Um, a trend of this team through their roster building has been draft on defense, bring in veterans on offense around Allen. You know, most of their linemen came from outside the organization. Same with their receivers uh, running back aside. You know, that's uh, been a trend from this team. Maybe they look outside the organization or maybe Moss is a buy because Singletary isn't. I don't think Singletary is good. Right. I agree with you. If if you tell me that uh, that they don't make a move at running back, a big move, and it's these two guys, I would be certainly buying Zach Moss for sure. Uh, we saw his his role grow throughout the season. Um, like I said, wasn't uh, wasn't overly effective, but I think he's better than than Singletary, honestly. So yeah, um, he's yeah. not a terrible receiver, too. People might forget right. that. So, right. 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 Right, it was def- definitely favored in the red zone over Singletary for sure. Um, I, I, <coughs> excuse me. If if there's a move to make, I think potentially we could see John Brown as a cap cut. Like I said, they're they're mm-hmm. right on the uh, right on the line when it comes to the cap currently. Um, if they do that, that's obviously a a vote of confidence for Gabriel Davis. And even if it doesn't happen, this might be the best time or your last chance to get value on Gabriel Davis. I'm not saying he's a superstar, that he's one of these elite young receivers, but he's better than I thought. He fell in the draft because there are so many good ones. Uh, I I would like to acquire him now while I still can, because if it's not this year, I bet it's next year that John Brown's on the out. Right. And and I I love that advice. I'll be doing the same thing. You, you look at this and, and Diggs obviously had a career year. Cole Beasley had a career year as well. Uh, and John Brown was was banged up in and out of the lineup, but but was pretty effective, especially earlier yeah. in the year. But all three of these guys are are on the back half of their career. I mean, Diggs and Beasley are not done anytime soon, certainly. Uh, but when you're picking the young wide receiver on the Bills, it, it's really only Gabriel Davis. Yeah, I could see them cutting Brown, inserting Davis, use a fourth round pick on another guy. Where are you at on Dawson Knox? It, it kind of seems like he was the lost guy in that offense. I know a year ago as as a rookie, he was someone dynasty players were chasing and uh, missed some time early in the season. He he kind of came on. He played pretty well late in the season and in the playoffs. Uh, is he a guy you would be targeting or are you, are you just kind of ho-hum on him? Um. Closer to targeting than ho-hum, but not super strong targeting. I mean, tight ends take some time. He's he's a good mover. Um, I don't think he plays a super high percentage of their snaps. Maybe that'll change a little bit more. Um, I, I think he's clearly the one there, you know. I mean, and I don't know that right. they'll bring in massive competition for him. It's a good offense. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I would love to add, a, add Knox. 
Let's go back before we wrap up the Bills conversation because it really doesn't feel like they have many questions. It, no. you, have to, you have to be feeling great if you are a Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, but let's go back and hit on Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, uh, the key to this team uh, from a dynasty standpoint. We've seen both of those guys skyrocket in value this year. Uh, many are considering Josh Allen as high as the quarterback two right now in dynasty. Uh, behind only Patrick Mahomes, that would put him, of course, above Deshaun Watson, above Lamar Jackson, and um, and Kyler Murray, and everyone else. Are you that high on Josh Allen, or is he still um, maybe QB five, QB six range for you? Uh, coincidentally, I did my quarterback dynasty top ten for Pro Football Network. Uh, it went out on Sunday, I think, or Monday this year, this week, and Allen was my two. I mean. It wasn't a slam dunk. Mahomes was the, it was a clearly the one, and then there was three or four, like the names you considered. Yep. And, and I do worry a little, slightly, that his rushing production and rushing touchdowns might decrease, you know, by 20%. You know, especially you started really investing heavily in him. Maybe you should hand it to Zach Moss on the two-yard line instead of taking it in yourself. But I think he's only getting better as a football player, and – uh, they have quite uh, a, a a group of weapons around them, and they'll probably just keep adding to it over the year. I mean, they think they understand how to get the most out of the guy. He's he's really in the exact same spot that Lamar Jackson was a year ago. Yeah. And we saw Jackson take, uh, at least statistically, take a step back uh, this past season. We saw uh, subsequently his value drop as well. Uh, he was that QB two, maybe even QB one, depending on who you asked uh, this time a year ago. And and he's fallen off a bit. Could Josh Allen continue to follow that same path? He's a better passer. And I think he has a higher floor, you know, like I don't think his fall from grace would be as strong as Lamar's. Not that Lamar, I mean, Lamar had a hundred over a thousand yards rushing again. Yeah. Not like he was so terrible. Like people make him out to be. Well, I think the pass, pass catchers are better for, for Allen too. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. His situation's better. It's more stable. Uh, we could say a lot of the same things about Diggs. Uh, he's wide receiver six in our dynasty ADP right now. That's the highest he's ever been. Uh, we, not something we typically see from 27-year-old wideouts. Uh, they they are normally the ones who are losing a little bit of value steadily, not uh, not gaining. Are you buying in that high? Would you spend a a second-round startup pick on him? I love him. I mean, I think yeah. he's a, a great route runner, and great route runners usually don't fall off quickly. And he can attack all levels of the field. He can operate out of the slot. I mean, if he slows down, there's a lot of versatility to his game. So I think he has more staying power than some others. So, yeah, um, I don't know that I would be actively trying to buy him for that. You know, like using my early first round pick and something else for him, you know, because there's so many receivers. But uh, I, I have no qualms about, you know, adding him in a startup at the going rate. All right. Sounds good. Matt, when we come back, we're going to sneak in a little Steelers talk. I hope you're ready for that. Ooh. Uh, folks, all you, uh, I'm sure many of you out there are looking to get bets in, especially on the Super Bowl. I mean, all bets of all shapes and sizes. What color Gatorade is going to get dumped on the coach? Uh, length of the national anthem, whatever it is you're into. Plus, there's hockey and basketball going on. The, the world's starting to 
spin again and uh, the the folks um over at betonline.ag have everything you need for you and there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust and betonline.ag is exactly those folks with for the locked on network so sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use our promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. So so there's tons of different stuff to bet on, as I mentioned right now. I, I would focus mostly on the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a home run for the betting folks, the betting community. But don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code I mentioned, locked on, to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. The improved built bar is even more delicious. It's deliciouser. There's 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bricotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go uh, go along with the original dozen flavors. And all the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're super healthy for you. Uh, Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or girl. I mean, lose weight and main, lose and maintain weight while in, indulging in a delicious treat. Um, here's the flavor profile of the peanut butter ones. They are only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Uh, let's pick another. We will go with cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. So, Built Bar has reset the, the promo code for this relaunch. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt William Williamson Host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Matt, I wanted to finish up the show today with some Steelers talk. This is uh, this is one of my favorite perks of this show for me personally is I get a little inside peek uh, <laughs> when there's some Steelers news out there, and there is this week. Uh, we saw that they have um, named a new offensive coordinator. It is Matt Canada, I believe, who was yes. their, their quarterback coach. Uh, so he gets promoted after Randy uh, Fickner, uh, what resigned, retired, got fired, whatever. Showed the door, yeah, yeah. It was it, one of those mutual decisions that was going to happen no matter what. I'm not uh, sure how mutual it was, but I was showing the door. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's Matt Canada now. Uh, of course, obviously a history with the team as he was the quarterback coach. Like I said, um, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this move. And I know you've obviously talked a lot about this uh, on your other, uh, your other podcast and, and your work there locally, but for, for a dynasty perspective, we're talking of course, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. We think we still think Juju's probably gone. We still yeah. think James Connor's probably gone. So, who uh, of of the big three there, and um, 
I guess we could in, include Eric Ebron in the in the talk as well. Uh, of those four guys coming back that we care about from a dynasty standpoint, who does this help the most, and and what are they going to do at running back? Yeah, there's a lot to unpeel here, and trust me, I spend many hours of my life talking about this. But the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach were let go. Feetner's gone, and right now the O line coach situation is vacant. So I think that's something to watch too. So whoever they hire as an O-line coach, will probably be in charge of reconstructing a dead running game. Um, with bumping Canada up from quarterback coach to OC, there's also a quarterback coach vacancy, and maybe they will try to find a veteran um, old-school type coach for that spot because Canada and the new quarterback coach are it, it, probably a year from now going to be in search of Ben Roethlisberger's successor. It's not going to be Haskins, most likely. It's not going to be Rudolph unless they catch lightning in the bottle with one of those two. Uh, I think Canada is a decent bridge between, you know, the old, the, the same verbiage. He's only been with the team one year. So I don't know a ton about him because the COVID situation, we weren't able to interview him, hang out with him. I didn't have a beer with him at the bar, you know. Um, so we know less about him. But his background is very diverse and creative with pre-snap motion and jet motion and a lot of it at the college level. And the Steelers tried some of that early in the process, but I really think they they squashed it because there was no preseason. It was very different from what they do. It's made me crazy for years. They're at the bottom of the league every year in play action percentage and pre-snap motion percentage, which is very archaic to me. And I think Canada will change that. But I don't know if he can convince the old dog number seven, the new tricks. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I have mixed feelings about Ben as a player for this this one more year left, to, you know, as probably the Steelers starter. But you also didn't mention Vance McDonald retired. I think that helps Ebron's case a little. But I think job number one this offseason is finding a running game. And I've said this now for two years running. Not only are the Steelers paying their running back room the least in the entire NFL, but I think it might be the worst running back room in the entire NFL, especially when you count on uh, when you don't count on Connor being there. I mean, Connor's just too hard to count on. At his best, he's a good player. He's not great. He's just not there enough. Snell to me could vanish and nobody would miss a beat. Samuels to me could vanish and nobody would miss a beat. I think they need to find somebody cheap like a Jamal Williams or a Hyde or a Gallman and maybe even use their first round pick on Najee Harris. But if not, I think their first three picks will be a tackle, a center, Pouncey retired, and a, a running back. So I think job number one is building a running game and trying to get Ben to be end of career Elway with Terrell Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You're right. There is a lot to unpack there. And of course, from a dynasty standpoint, it's probably running back. We care about the most. I agree with you. I think they, they've at least seen enough over the past year or two to know Snell and Jalen Samuels are not the answers. Uh, they didn't, didn't see enough from Anthony McFarland. He, uh, he's he so interesting. Yeah. yeah. He didn't get a lot of run. Maybe he's part of a committee. I don't, he's, he's never going to be your lead back. Um, I don't know. They might need to add two because I don't know that Snell or Samuel are going to make the team. Right. The the draft class is not super deep at running back, uh, and the free agent class is not especially deep either. We we keep talking no. about Aaron Jones, but and they don't have any money. 
Uh, right, right. They're they're in bad cap space, bad cap situation as well. So lots of work to do. Um, does it? Would you say it helps or hurts Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool especially, or can we kind of expect status quo from those guys? I don't know what to expect from Ben. I mean, he could really fall off a cliff, and there were times where he looked really bad this year. Yeah. There were times where he got the ball out of his hands well and orchestrated a pretty good offense. So I, I don't know. Uh, I'm still a big fan in Deontay and Claypool's ability, though, and seeing every snap they've ever played as well as some practices. I think they're only getting better. The Deontay drops, to me, aren't a big worry. Claypool's pretty freaky, and with yeah. Juju not around, I don't know that they'll ever come off a field. Has there been any talk there locally about where Juju might land? No, uh, that, that's a good question. And there's so many good receivers, the, the Godwins and Robinsons and Galladay's. I, I, I don't know where he might land, but I'm sure he'll do well for himself. He has an awful lot of production at a very young age. Um, my quick question to you, if it's Najee Harris in round one, maybe in a trade back or, I like the Williams kid from North Carolina a lot, maybe at the end of the second round. Do you think those are really good landing spots for a rookie running back this year in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've, we've, we've always looked at, right. We've always looked at, at Pittsburgh as an ideal landing spot for a running back. And especially the, the current state meaning, yeah, no competition really. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, certainly if it's, if it's Harris in the first round, I, I think he's he's probably the favorite to be the 101 in, in rookie drafts already. Uh, that would cement that, I would think. I would think, yeah. Yeah. All right, Matt, that does it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC 23 We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.